welcome to another episode of RTAF Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Norris. Thanks for being here. And to start off this intro, I want to give some shouts to our newest patrons. That's right. We've got three new patrons this week. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash RTAF podcast where I have three separate tiers, four, eight, and $16 per tier with various benefits in each. Go check those out. And if you feel so inclined, please do subscribe. This week, our newest patrons are Chris McCall. His social media handle is at Chris McCall Art on Instagram. He's making some cool and colorful sci-fi imagery with oil pastels over there. Nice work, Chris. Thanks for subscribing. We also have John Indicott. Uh, John, if you're listening, throw me your social media handle and I will put it in next week's intro. And we also have the man, Josh Chapkiss, and that's at Chapkiss Art on Instagram. If you're wondering how to spell that, check the description. This man has been hustling, grinding. He makes frames. I've used him twice for some hand-built frames, and he also makes some really dope art uh, using spray paint, masking, lots of cool shapes, and nice colors in there. He was also in the Threda show with me, so shouts to you, Josh, and thank you for your support. This week, I have my good bud, mega homie, Randall Roberts, on the podcast and yes this is randall's third time on well it's been over a full year since he's been on and the other two times he was on with morgan mandala his partner in crime his partner in art his partner in life and this time it's just me and randall randall swooped in saved me uh, from someone who canceled this week and hopefully i will have her on very soon very excited about that guest but i'm also very excited about this podcast with randall uh, we get into some conspiracies, uh, just playing around with those. We talk about a good way to frame your life um, with the number of days you have left. I thought that was really interesting. And we talk about a lot more. I found this episode very fun, very comfortable, very relaxed for me. And it's always nice to have friends who have your back who are down to just hang out with you basically in front of uh, mics and a video camera that are recording speaking of video camera that is part of the deal on patreon so please do go check that out it's patreon.com slash rtaf and please enjoy this episode with randall young woman yeah it's a dope he's in it and it's oh a, is he yeah it's a dope movie nice welcome randall hello andrew that was oh a little that was a little banter before the uh fish the official podcast startup thanks for coming down man oh really appreciate you i want to hang out with you as much as possible cheers <laughs> cheers bud we're drinking um a non-sponsored beer so, yeah, um, you know. they're not from Colorado. No. And uh, they don't have cool art on the can. They've got really cool <laughs> art, actually. Yeah. You know who uh, doesn't, hasn't Kevin made some art for some beer companies? 
I, our, our friend Mr. Melty. Yeah, I'm. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm not sure of a specific uh, brand, but he's, yeah, yeah. he's always busy doing yeah this and that. Yeah, I've always wanted to get on a wine bottle or a beer can. I've just never been asked. Yeah, actually, I am Same. doing. Uh, it looks like I'll be doing uh, these like CBD fizzy drinks. This this company's making um, uh, sort of like uh, uh, you know like CBD like white claws. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, yeah, and they're uh, they're putting my little happy dudes uh, on the can. Uh, oh the, sweet. And, yeah, the guy just sent me a mock up recently, and uh, I'm gonna work with them on a fair price because it looks so cool. Hell yeah! And I'm like I'm like hell yeah, this is gonna be great. So yeah, I am actually gonna have stuff on the can. Congrats! Yeah, congrats! Congrats! <laughs> so proud. Oh, that's yeah. that's one thing I got to work on is like diversifying. Uh, just the the skills and the merchandise and the mm. licensing and all that kind of stuff. I don't like doing Photoshop stuff and mm. getting it all ready and stuff. You know, um, not not real. Other than color correcting for prints, I you know yeah, yeah. I'm comfortable with that. But uh, real design work, I'm kind of shit at it. Usually, have a second party come in and well, do the word or whatever. You're not shit. You just haven't. <laughs> Try, yeah, tried well, that much. Right? Yeah, it also doesn't like excite me very much. Doesn't you know spark I mean? joy. Yeah, like just doing words. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, my understanding of of art and creativity is all on just this, you know, paper or canvas. Right. No borders and labels and things. It's, it's tricky. Yeah, for sure. That, that that's something I, that I would like to work on. It seems like a nice uh, way to get a little bit more income as an artist. Mm. Yeah, the other night we were talking to this uh, artist couple who've uh, really come along, and they're just doing like murals uh, and getting paid decent to do them. Chanel, and yeah, Brian. Chanel and Brian, yeah, Shouts. yeah. Watch out, they're coming at they're Shouts. coming at the scene. And uh, yeah, they were they're just sort of getting into living on art, and um, you know, I was like, we were talking about uh, casting a huge, a wide net and getting a whole bunch of little fish, uh, so. You do try everything, you know, uh, try making flip-flops and, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, shirts for a while, and, but never invest too much in each thing, and then um, just see what takes see off. See what pans off. Yeah, it's like it's like planting uh, seeds for the garden, you know, there's whatever ones. You plant five, and one of them grows up to be an adult. Yeah. yeah. How's gardening been going? Oh, man, we're going crazy up there <laughs> with garden. Uh, yeah, we started last year during COVID. Uh because uh, we thought the supermarkets might close, you know, right, like, right. and we were, um, we looked up like victory gardens from the depression era. What are the five things we should grow if, you know, everyone was freaking out back in February, March. Sure. So yeah, we went crazy on potatoes and beans and, um, learned a lot. Uh, shout out to Epic Gardening. And self-sufficient me, these YouTube channels—they're fucking awesome. And James Prigioni from New Jersey—I love those guys. They're—they're yes. they're like artists of YouTube gardening videos. Yeah, <laughs> they're um, yeah. I've uh, yeah, I got way into just learning um, about that. And each plant, each species has its own uh, quirks. Yeah, and it's over a course of uh, probably a decade that you can confidently then produce those plants because mm -hmm. you know everything goes wrong sideways for you know different reasons and then we're gardening at altitude in particularly dry 
you know, like where we are um, on this side of the hill, it's all ferns and moss because the sun never hits it. And on our side of the hill, it's cactuses and, and sand because yeah, yeah. the sun is always hitting it. So um, uh, it's tricky because a lot of plants like to have uh, the soil stay kind of damp. And um, if you, uh, you know, uh, it just evaporates so fast. So we that's what we're like messing around with is trying to keep the soil in the right place yeah like yeah it's uh i spend four hours a day uh fucking around in the garden and um do you find any like parallels between that and in making art or painting um yeah in as much as uh like remaining content you know like you can develop a painting uh a painting habit where like it's your happy place to be at the easel you know yeah get everything just right music's just right and then you paint in like three hour mark you kind of get where you want to be yeah and then gardening's uh provides the same that same really warm and fuzzy place uh but it's a completely different it's like nature's like you're hanging out with with nature you're hanging out with worms and dirt and wind and um you know we're all in this day and age prone to being inside and stuck on the laptop and Mm -hmm. so that along with like meditation and shit has really been like helpful for me to um just chill out and ground out and uh yeah yeah i really i really love gardening and um you know we're not going like apocalypse but if that ever happened uh i'll have a leg up you'd have a buffer yeah yeah and then you know guys with shotguns would just come and take our fucking (laughs) vegetables so well well, you remember (laughs) last year when we were talking about getting uh you know shotguns and solar generators Mm -hmm. that's still something you think about solar generator yeah um i experience um depression to a level sometimes where owning a gun isn't a good idea for me which is a lot to admit but yeah um and you know we uh we have weapons (laughs) you know uh we're able to defend our space and Uh we're we're very close to the fire department place there and there's always you know cops there and stuff (laughs) um uh but i don't want to own a gun yeah i think at some point i would sit on the edge of my bed and just put it up to my head and just see what that felt like Mm. if i was you know that's rough man yeah uh i'm not always like that well yeah i know um i'm usually pretty content but Suicide across my we have a, a mutual a good friend who 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 killed himself. Right. I have another dear friend who OD'd last year. Um and I was really close to these guys and so death was has been on my mind a lot. And then as I age, you know, I'm also looking at like where this is all going. And if you're lucky, if you're one of the luckiest ones, all of the people you love die and your body completely falls apart and it's very it's a challenge for you to get out of a chair, yeah, go to the yeah. refrigerator, and get an apple. So, I mean, I don't want to get too dark here. <laughs> no, let's go. Uh, let's go in. Yeah, it's let's like that uh, riddle of should I pull the plug before all that happens uh, has consumed my my thoughts uh, a lot, and it, it mostly because yeah, kicked off by like my friends dying. Yeah, yeah. Think, you know, like yeah. it. Um. I don't I don't hate my life. In fact, I'm um the thing that makes me so depressed is that I love life so much. 
that all the bad shit and that the uh yeah I'm, I'm very disappointed in the 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 least of the human race you know all the sure scumbag losers who are bringing down the ship for the rest of us and i'm very very sad that this is going to end uh someday but don't you want to like see how it ends oh yeah yeah i'm committed to uh i should probably get a gun i'm not gonna shoot myself (laughs) 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 i love guns they're fun they're fucking fun um i've shot them before but uh but yeah uh i've also just you know just experienced super low times where um yeah but i I know how to combat that now you know get out of the house and go for a walk for those of you who are experiencing depression change the channel is the the best uh tool that i've come across and the simplest way to do that is just go for a nice long walk outside whether there's snow or or rain or shine yeah uh, usually that does it you're all right for the rest of the day yeah yeah, I, you know, I listen to a lot of uh, other podcasts um, kind of as, like, studying and kind of just to hear what, like, I guess, for lack of a better word, my betters are doing with their lives and, like, kind of little routines they do. And there's two things that almost every single person that I admire has in common. And one of them is, like, going for a walk. And the other... um mostly men that I that I listen to say this, but they say that like a little bit of weight training goes a long way, like mm-hmm. throwing weights around and Yeah, it's hard to get yourself to do that shit in the winter. Yeah. I yeah. have uh yeah, a kettlebell by my bed and <laughs> I look at it every day in yeah. January. You're like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is it yeah. a nice paperweight or something? <laughs> no, I I use it sometimes, but the I like to because uh, we live on a mountain that requires um tree tending and you know all this stuff oh so, so you're like homesteading a little bit yeah i really like chopping wood <clears throat> uh we live on a huge hill and all the trees that need to be cut down are at the bottom of the hill uh, so yeah. I'll that cut, hill uh, is rough by yeah the way. i'll cut down a tree and flip this log up this hill you know uh, okay and then chop it into firewood uh it takes about two hours it's constant um it's a little like uh injury prone like i'll pull my shoulder out or something which kind of blows but um, that's how I like to work out. Yeah. Uh, because you get something done at the end of it. The <clears throat> running on a treadmill is like, where, where are you going? <laughs> You're not yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, what, yeah. combine it with like, with like accomplishing something, you know, that at least that's the, uh, the thing that, that motivates me. It's a good psychological trick for sure. Yeah. But then you're fucked in the winter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I really struggle with the winter just, you know sitting around but this was particularly crappy year with just there's so many bombastic things happening on reddit and (laughs) and uh yeah what's your favorite subreddit your mom's house podcast subreddit is off the hook (laughs) uh i like today i learned a lot i've gotten it down to like semi-healthy shit (laughs) yeah 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 um do you uh, post on reddit i have um it's hard to self-promote artwork on there it Um, is a lot of the groups are like do not link anything don't even say the word sale i'm I'm lucky enough to be popular enough where if i come across my art 
that someone else posted, I'll say, hey, I'm the guy who made that. Thanks so much. And that's about my, my participation. And um, yeah, groups like Heavy Mind, Psychonaut, they've been really good to me. And uh, For sure. I like it. But um, yeah, one time I posted a, a print sale on there and, and they told me where to go. They, you know, <laughs> the, the crowd was like, get the fuck out of here with your sale, you know. Ooh. So I was like, I thought you guys liked my art, you know. But um, like, not anymore. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Reddit's a, a weird one. I've posted other shit that's gotten a lot of traction um, that is sort of like not related to my art, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. It It's very compelling, uh, this, you know, newspaper of the world with the constant changing every day, new headlines. And you know about cool memes and different shit, like a week, bef- two weeks before everybody on Facebook, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I know like behind Reddit is like, you know 4chan and you know like yeah, yeah. they're really like brand that's where the memes are being made <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they hit reddit and then they hit facebook did you know. watch did, did you watch that QAnon documentary um i've had my fill with QAnon. i have gleaned <laughs> uh i've gleaned the uh the gist yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i have gathered the gist of the film and i i won't give QAnon another minute of my time Meaning, uh, Fair I was never into it. I mean, uh, I'm just so fucking sick of, of stupid con- about it. just conspiracies that are just like fucking on the just on the face. Just like, what are you fucking talking about? Well, like, basically, the TLDR for that um, that I gleaned from it was like, it's the two guys, father and son, who run a chan, yeah. who basically started the whole thing. Father is former CIA, former military. And to me that, you know, if I'm going to use my powers of deduction, that basically makes it a psyop. Um, Not to get all, uh, you know, what would you call that? Alt-conspiracy or something? But, uh, yeah, anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, but on its face. The the formula that Q used, uh, I think, is a venomous uh, uh, mold on the collective consciousness uh, of people using the internet. If you step away from this interview to go to the bathroom, say, and while, which I will do, yeah, while you're <laughs> while you're gone, I go, where did he go? Um, how do we know he's really in the bathroom? And and just do a list of questions. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really easy to just throw. You know, they're just throwing like like a, a handful of nails into the machine of society, and everything is suspect. Uh, there are strange coincidences between so many things, and like, I just I know a lot of people. I've made it my business in the last ten years to meet as many people as I can. Yeah, I've I've never met anyone who's I've met drug dealers, you know, all all kinds of pe- billionaires. I I know a lot of people and I'm, I think I'm pretty good at reading people. And in my opinion, I don't think as many people are as in- involved in conspiracy as uh as y- you would be led to think online. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But but I think when something like that comes up, it, especially <laughs> since it's like centered around Trump, it seems like a convenient thing for the people who are supporting trump to just kind of jump on with and uh if you think that guy's a secret superhero <laughs> you're a fucking moron <laughs> yeah sorry absolutely what, anyway what are you looking at you know yeah, what I, yeah, mean? Yeah. I just don't get it man and i'm sorry man we got off on a tangent <laughs> there 
I'm sorry, guy. It's okay. It's all right. You know. You I don't think we have think any. The Earth is flat, and 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 Trump is a superhero. Look, man, three hundred people listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I and really... ten of them are queuing. <laughs> but you just said. But you just said that there are less of them than we're led to believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're queuing on, like, I have sympathy for all, or or at least compassion for for anyone who who falls prey to propaganda because mm. there's propaganda coming at you from every which way. And if it just so happens that it comes from, comes at you from the way that y- you're already leaning, then you're gonna mm. believe it. I think I'll also say, look, man, I'm not a fucking sheep. You know what I mean? Like there are conspiracies. Building seven drives me fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, uh, there are real cabals of businesses, uh, everything from breakfast cereal companies to, you know, all the way through to, to Lockheed and Martin, man. Yeah. People are really doing fucked up shit. But percentages, also, well, first off, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Who gives a shit? Do you care that there's a three-year-old kid in Denver getting beaten up by his mom every night? Are you going to go... F- you know what I'm saying? Like, theoretically, yes. 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 Theoretically, <laughs> I care about that, too. Right. But what can I do about it? Dr- hunt the streets? Drive yeah. back and forth? Batman. Listening for someone crying? Bat- and try. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the, in the same vein, if we are slaves of some secret group of fat old white man... The fucking shackles are real loose and the fences are really far away so much so that I actually don't give a fuck. They, they don't, True that. they don't come in. It doesn't come into play. And if they want to drink blood and go to the fourth dimension or whatever the fuck they're doing, <laughs> good. Well, uh, as th- far as I know, they're, they, they have to poop every morning and they're going to die too. So yeah, yeah. fuck, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them, man. That's uh, kind of where I'm at, too. We it's, all have it really good, you know? Yeah. These conspiracies the rest aren't of the world. fucking up um, your, your trip to Whole Foods to get a boba tea. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? They're coming after you. You can you can have your choice of, like, organic chicken in five minutes delivered to your house at the click of a button on your laptop with pretend money from your fucking credit card. Like, yeah. who the fuck is, who is coming after you, you know? Mm-hmm. it's fucking, It drives me insane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, go in, go in. I have a, I have a, I have a friend who's into the the new one is the mud flood theory. You know oh that boy. that this that? mud came through and covered uh, buildings that uh, that um, uh, weren't actually constructed in the eighteen hundreds and seventeen hundreds, whatever. There's some in in America, United States. So that the pioneers got here, there were these amazing uh edifice buildings in place already from some other It's like some ancient civilization. Yeah, some Atlantis kind of people. Mm-hmm. They moved in and then told everyone, "Hey, look what we built." Uh and the way that you know that these buildings are old is because on a lot of them the street meets the uh the bottom window's fucked up, and if you were to dig away the street, there's actually a whole other floor down there. Um, and there's little green men, like <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, if you if you dug away the street, you see this build, and that's the sort of uh, inspire. You know, and a lo- the mud flood is a new one, so they're, they're like, we don't know what the this incident was, the, and we don't know what. But well, what we do know is it's weird that the roads all go up to the house. So right. there is this phenomenon, right? Like Carl Jung talked about it that this is just what humans do is they peer out into the world and there's things that they know and they're taking a 
advantage of the horizon and then they see a dark place that they're like i can't really see in there but then your mind just populates that place with the imagination more or less yeah, because of a million years of of human evolution and it's yeah it's a it's a great way to survive if you're like there there's a bears in them woods you know like that kind of shit yeah stay out of the dark cave or at least be on your fucking toes yeah and and so <laughs> yeah. i again i do have like sympathy for people who fall into conspiracies because you know maybe they should probably start with something like i don't know like the cia or american imperialism or any type of like world economic system there's plenty of real ones yeah going on yeah yeah, yeah. plenty yeah yeah it's <laughs> at a certain point it just becomes like a hobby to occupy your time and your in your mind yeah and this is why to bring it back we need art yeah <laughs> well if you're doing art i don't yeah. think you get like into chemtrails too much yeah you know i know people that are like way they do i mean but they're way into chemtrails way into flat earth the whole thing and uh, way into art too and way into art Maybe like Mir One or something, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I'm sure. Of, I'm sure uh, if we talked to Mir One, he'd he'd sound like pretty sane. I think. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, don't let me shit on, like. Stop shitting. <laughs> <laughs> I have a yeah. I have some kind of like bug up in my bonnet about. Um, I guess to put a fine point on it is, um, we could just be doing so much better, and this is a. A lot of these things are a wild distraction. Um, if you, that's what I'm. If saying. you want to work on a conspiracy, uh, stop. Uh, maybe jump on a, a sex trafficking watch list and get fucking going. Go do something. Yeah. Help these fucking fourteen-year-old Russian girls that are getting brought into the country and put in brothels. That's a real conspiracy. That's really happening, and you can do something about it. Don't just post like, oh, the Boulder shooting was a false flag and this is why. And uh, oh, you're so smart and you're getting so much done with these stupid right. fucking, you know. Uh, yeah, it's like, where do you start? Laptop warrior shit. You with, know? with this huge, gigantic, conspir- worldwide conspiracy. Like, how do you, how do you dismantle that? I mean, that's, that's been my question all, all along is, is like, if this is all true, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to keep an open mind about some of it, then like, where do you start? Is just talking about it and telling everybody about it and feeling like you have the upper hand on everyone because you have the secret knowledge? Is that enough? I mean, I don't think so. It doesn't get a lot done. Unfortunately, I think it's a real slow burn. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, there's that... Um, uh, Buddhist like anecdote of the the dove that flies over the mountain with a silk scarf, yeah. And it's speak the mountain is a hundred miles wide and a hundred miles high, and ev- once every hundred years this <laughs> bird flies over and dra- drapes the scarf over the top of the mountain, and when the mountain's worn down to the ground, that's when we'll all be liberated uh, and and out of the wheel of, of uh, and so. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think the solution is just do the best with your own life as you can and yeah. try to be as kind and uh, to yourself and to everyone around you as you can. And then in maybe 2,000 years, it's because it's like addictive, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. being an asshole is uh, addictive and affects everyone around you and being kind and uh, does too. And I really think it's not a very satisfactory answer. Yeah. But that's like... Well, that's, who said that's it? The cure did, is, I know. think 
maybe cure to war. I'm going to misquote someone, but I think maybe Buckminster Fuller said, instead of trying to tear down the current system, you just build a better one so that it's super obvious to everyone yeah. that we're going to go with this system over here. And there's that difference between building and tearing down. And I think like tearing down just, I don't know. If you want to do that and make that your brand, you know, no one can really stop you these days. But I, for me, uh, I think that, that building something is just a lot more effective mm. and uh, a lot more helpful to more people. Yeah. I mean, get busy getting creative. Like, if you're busy, yeah, like, you don't have time for bad people. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're going to run into people who are down and out, especially if you live in a big city and stuff, but... Yeah. My friend, my roommate in Oakland, my dear friend, uh, she's fucking awesome. She would, she made it an effort of, to say hello to everyone in Oakland that she passed on the street. Everyone. Eye contact and hello. And I would like pull my hoodie over my face and like, oh, don't hurt me. You know? <laughs> and, uh, hanging out with her really helped me a lot to opening your heart to the world. Um, no one ever spat at her or hit her. Mm. She, she was really brave. And I really think uh, that's what you can do. Yeah. Smile, look everyone in the eye, at least give them a, a chance and say hello. Yeah. You, you, you know? I mean, you just never know how your, your mood is going to affect others, right? And, yeah. I and, mean, yeah, there's lots of accounts, uh, you know, of people on their way to the bridge to jump and someone said hello or, had, you know, have a nice day or held the door for them. And they're like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Go back to the apartment. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's like the um, it, to, to kind of jump to our next uh, topic that I definitely want to touch touch on with you um, mm. in the Bo Burnham special. Real quick before we yeah. go. Yeah. Also question everything. Take what I said with a grain of salt about conspiracies. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's funny. Like anything you can ever say, there's always a flip side to it. Yeah. There's even always... long form conversation can't iron it all out. Like right. this is a 10 year conversation. Exactly. We as friends we're yeah, having yeah. and we're, you know, we, there's different points crop up throughout this idea that, you know, and that's something that online is like really struggling with right now and the whole world is struggling with it. He said this then and then yeah. kill him, you know, and yeah. like, and that's just like, we got to cut that shit out. Give everybody 10 years to finish their point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is a very good point. Yeah. And everybody shut the fuck up. Don't comment on this video. Shut the fuck up. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Well, speaking of video, I'm going to yeah. go reset it. Yeah. Um, my producer, Mike, is off today. I gave him I gave him the day off, you know. <laughs> I'm a good employer, so hang on. If you want to riff while I'm... Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, try to make art every day, whatever that means to you. And um, be nice to yourself. Learn... Learn to be nice to yourself. I feel like the Live Life 365 guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, eat eggs and uh, <laughs> whatever. You want to talk about that guy? Yeah. Everybody go check out Live Life 365. Uh, it's a YouTube channel. It's been on since I think the first day that YouTube was <laughs> put online. And the guy's uh, awesome. We found him. I okay, so <laughs> he's like I can't tell if this dude is okay, so 
can can you give give our listeners and me even just maybe a a quick synopsis of this guy's whole brand? He's on YouTube. Yeah, he's uh, apparently he's he's like a middle aged white guy. Yeah, from New Jersey, seems, like, I think. Retired. He's definitely wealthy. His yeah. kitchen is fucking tight. <laughs> the marble counters and shit. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's sort of a, a self-fashioned, you know, like Tony Robbins kind of guy who wants to uh, create a sort of strategy for you to have a better life. And um, in the same, you know, and so he has, a, you know, lists of things. A lot of it's centered around food. Yeah. of just how to enjoy each moment and like he's kind of adorable and 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 sort of charismatic in a, in a strange way but there's something very off about him because yeah. he never gets <laughs> to a point or really articulates what the program is and then he has like literally hundreds of videos of like let me tell you about how to eat a healthy egg sandwich you know and then he'll just make an egg sandwich and he said you know this is bread <laughs> this is bread cheese. comes from wheat yeah. no, but he'll like <laughs> yeah. what i love that this guy does um sorry about the audio there but what i love that this guy does is that he'll be like yes let's make an egg sandwich eggs come from chickens chickens probably used to be dinosaurs who knows yeah. and and then he'll say remember the chicken and the egg anyway here's some bread bread comes from wheat we've been growing wheat, and it's just like he breaks down all these things that like you already know if, if you have kind of any sort of ed- education at yeah. all. Emily says like, he's probably an alien who's like reporting back <laughs> to the other aliens and like, he's <laughs> pretending to be a human. Um, but he has like genuine fans, like hundreds, fa- thousands of genuine fans. Yeah. And then the, your mom's house, uh, cause they showcased him and kind of teased him a bit. And then, uh, they have lots of fans. So they've yeah. jumped on, but are trolling him with love too. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, keep going, Mike. Yeah. Thank you so much. I didn't know about egg sandwiches, you know? And like, no one's coming out and saying like, what, you know, what's wrong with you, man? Are you, on? Um, you know? Uh, See, I can't tell if he's trolling. If he is, he's a fucking he's a the master. Yeah. He's a genius. The absolute master. But yeah, he never gets to the point of live life. What's live life through six, five? It's, it's healthy food. It's exercise. Taking walks and... Yeah. He does the thing that <laughs> he does the thing that your mom does on FaceTime where she's walking around straight up the nostril. It's straight yeah. up the nostril. And you're just she's like you can either hold it up here or but it's I mean it's just great. It's just is it a brand? Is it you know like that's some amazing branding to go all in from yeah. 2007. I think he's got over a thousand videos. Yeah, and 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 like yeah, people are way in. If I had my producer here, we'd look it up. Yeah, uh, no, I love him. Way to go, Mike! Like you're awesome. Yeah, he's not hurting anybody. Yeah, Uh, and he's (laughs) super fun to watch. I find myself watching his videos a couple times a week. Uh, Just think he's great. (laughs) Well, he's 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 definitely bringing joy into people's lives like us because we make we do make. (laughs) Hello, we do make fun of him a little bit, and it's all it's all love, baby. But. He's given Jordan it's, Peterson a run for his money, <laughs> you know. With and Tony Robbins, and <laughs> yeah. what about the self-help culture, man? Like that's, <laughs> you know, I think that he was at least onto that, right? Like he's like, oh, self-help is big. It's like he saw a book in Barnes and Noble back in the day, yeah, and it said like, this is a self-help book, and he he didn't buy it or even crack it. 
And then he went home and he was like, self-help book. That's what I will do with my life. <laughs> this is what I will do. And then going off of that. But there is that one video where he sits down full Lotus. Full fucking in, in Lotus. And just, just like with no, he doesn't even mention it. He's, he's just so and casual. So, and so with those of you who don't know, it takes you, you got to do yoga for at least at least a, a year a minute to just casually just plop into plop full lotus. full lotus with no groans or it. he just i dare say uh sashayed into full lotus <laughs> <laughs> like and that's 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 yeah. my point yeah it's like this dude really is onto something i There's don't know something else he doesn't seem like he does yoga all day but well congrats and, and shouts to the live life 365 yeah um yeah and i mean he has a point yeah you should live life yeah. 365. Yeah. You definitely should. You don't want to do 362 because then those three days are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out the window. I think I have at least <laughs> at least 14 days out of the year that are just. That I don't live life like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm recalibrating the way I look at life. I think it was, uh, Sam Harris, maybe. Somebody put, time in the scale of days recently uh and sort of as i came out of my winter depression i I sort of um you know a lot of my shit has been about like what do i want to do with the rest of my life you know like i think you've got a pretty good thing going i do just to interject i'm so lucky and i'm really grateful that everybody buys my prints and um but I kind of uh, I painted on stage with Spangl in at the um, uh, a Rainbow Serpent Festival in Australia a couple years ago in front yeah. of thirty thousand people, and when I got off stage, I kind of like cried because that was the the most I ever wanted to do because I used to go to Camp Bisco and shit back in the day and. Spangle came along when I started smoking DMT, and it was just like they're like you know. Were you there for the li- the first live band? Oh yeah, I, I was. was I was at every campus go from 2006 through 12. Nice, dude. We so, were in the same place. Isn't that crazy? There were a lot of really cool people at, but you know, it, it's this rugged festival with no sculptures Ratchet, or I yeah think would be a better word it's like fences and drugs and music get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. like i love the i love what the disco biscuits did and it was the only place to see like really heady music uh in 2007 8 i yeah, saw yeah. bass nectar on the side stage in 2007 all right three three p.m yeah so oh lauren uh but no uh <laughs> so spangle was the soundtrack of my life for like a long time you know the music's really good Roger Ram is a, 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 for lack of a better word, a fine guide in life. If you ever get a chance to listen to him talk, he's awesome. Yeah. And he's a bit older, so, you know. And then Simon's a, a really wonderful, sweet guy. And I I was just starting to make art back then, and I was like, you know, these guys are my friends. I'm going to be friends with these guys. And I know every crazed fan thinks that. like, But um, I did be, end up becoming friends with them. And... I painted on stage. By the way, yeah. Hold that thought. But if you're ever like, I'm gonna be friends with so and so celebrity or so and so person that you look up to, the best way to go about doing that is to make your own shit, build something, and then have them notice you or at least be in their like 
sphere of awareness rather than um, DMing them constantly um, or, or, you know, just, just going full fanboy or fangirl <laughs> on them, you know? Yeah. Make cool shit and people will invite you to stuff. Yeah. You know, you should be worried about your own cool shit. And then after a while, it's like, uh, I forget the name of the book. I'm sorry. There's a uh, a really cool book about a a, a monk who uh, just wants to pray to Mother Mary, mm. and he goes in this um, little shack on the top of a mountain, and he's just like all he wants to do day and night is laser beam in to Mary and pray to her and pray to her, and they come. Uh, I'm really paraphrasing this the shit out of this, but the years go by while he's having this experience, and like people are like you know someone wants to talk to you you know and he opens the door and there's like a line of a thousand pilgrims up the mountain to go say what's kiss up. the feet of this monk because he's famous for for his piety and he has no idea that that's been going on because he's been so keying his heart into god <laughs> uh and so i sort of feel you know that's how you get backstage, kind of. You just work on your own shit so, so much. Uh, and also be friendly, you know. Um, yeah. That's how I, I paid my way for the first few festivals where we vended and stuff. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. And then um, after after that first year, I just made so many friends. Because I was like, eyebrows up, you know, first date energy, like with everybody. I, I gave everybody my time. And um, that's where I made all my friends. Uh and a lot of them have hookups and then, you know, uh, but it came from my art first. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like if I just had, if, I was if just, you were just out there, I was just out there like, <laughs> Hey, hey. like, yeah, you get, you get a lot of places for being a nice guy, but, um, but I, yeah, I worked on my art. But if you don't art. have anything to kind of give, um, yeah. Even if it's just an image on a sticker or, or like, come look at this original painting that I have hanging in here. Yeah. You know, you can enjoy that. Yeah, I worked on my shit for like 10 years in private with no friends. Yeah. And then uh, when I met people like Android Jones and Carrie Thompson, all these old school killers. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, guys, I've been clocking into work with you for 10 years, man. It's so <laughs> cool to be standing here and give you a hug. And they were like, you are awesome, my son. <laughs> 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 they baptize you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so so back then when i started painting and and doing and and merging art with my psychedelic stuff yeah which i i want to put a caveat there and say that i i now art is kind of expanding and psychedelics are one piece of my whole life right right and art i feel like you know but for a long time uh art and psychedelics were like sort of bonded uh it's like a materia in final fantasy 7 yeah 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 and i was um anyway so anyway back then when i started uh all i ever would have possibly hoped to do was paint on stage with spangle you know and have people maybe buy enough prints off of me to to pay my $350 $350 roommate rent in <laughs> Oakland, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh that's all I wanted. And then I got it and that one night and there's sort of this like thing that falls out of the bottom where you're like, "Oh shit." So you have to find another Now what am I going to do? Another yeah. North Star or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm sort of looking for that. I don't quite know. I because it, you could conceive of a painting or even an artwork such as a cathedral, uh, you know, something lasting. Um, and none of that, ju- you know what I mean? Like, doesn't I don't really hit them. The yeah, mark. I like yeah. physically painting. Of course. And I like making big paintings. Um, if that means something for um, the people or, who are around after I'm dead, you know, that's fine. But I think what I'm really looking for is like having a good day painting and being outside in nature. And like, it's sort of weird. That's not really like a goal, it's just like a. Uh, a daily practice lifestyle or practice yeah yeah yeah. and like the goal used to be like make a banger painting yeah and now my goal is to paint that's cool yeah yeah but it's like slippery because i don't want to lose the bangers yeah yeah a lot of people like like me because i painted homer simpson 10 years ago and you know what i mean like (laughs) (laughs) and i don't want to disappoint them or or go off on this like all expenses paid vacation of exploring my life while people you know people are like oh let's just give him money while he paints you know the <laughs> oh he's so brilliant <laughs> i want to deliver i want to deliver cool right. shit of for course, people who support course. me so uh, but then that's a weird conversation that you have with this um it's, it's, ambiguous group of yeah. people what do you guys want to see you know uh, right uh, you know right right and that's coupled with like i have extraordinary anxiety over commissions i hate i have well hang on yeah hang on sorry so what don't you like about commissions because from my point of view if you're up front and very communicative right off the bat commissions are great right i i think so (laughs) so you have to be like you have to like say someone comes up to you at a festival and they're like oh man I want to commission you for this work. And then they just go in about this trip that they had or whatever. And you're standing there for like five minutes at at like minute two, you got to be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. I'll do it. You got to keep it to five words or less. Yeah. You, some of them can be color. You can pick a color palette and five words or less. And I will, I will do my best. Yeah. And I got that actually from my producer who is, uh, who, I mean, he took the day off today. I can't blame him. He's been working really hard. Shout out Mike Dempsey. But, um, but he told me that. And I guess some, he got that from a glass blower who I can't, I can't exactly pinpoint. And I don't want to misquote that. So, mm. but I have found that to be very very well that's the dream yeah i have um i grew up with this uh wonderful woman and her husband who run a really high-end design company Mm -hmm. and uh dan and kayleen in beacon shouts Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) they dan told me and this is the dream and i've tried this one uh on people it's loose here and there but you say uh, okay here's the rules you give me 50 percent of the money up front you don't give me any corrections and when it's done you either give me 50 percent and you get to have it or you don't give me the fifty percent, and we're done. Because you don't give the money back. You don't get the original you don't get money the, back. You don't get right. the half that you deposited back. Right. And I work on your shift for a month or whatever it takes, and then you either pay me at the end or we're done. Right. And uh, they're able to do that because they do ads for Nike and shit, and they're, right, they're right. you know relatively famous and shit. Um, 
And I tried did. that with Marvel when I did that IMAX poster oh, of Doctor yeah. Strange, and the guy was like, uh, let me call my boss and see. And then they, they wrote back, they're like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll but, do it anyway, you know, because it, it was like this on. huge job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, Marvel. Yeah, but that also, that, that, that took the last bit of life out of my lungs. It was I remember so, you doing that. I, I just fell apart in, in complete, utter panic attack because they did uh, daily revisions on a painting. Mm. So, um, and it was so... See? Uh, I, I love uh, Adam. Um, he had a lot of faith in me. He's a good dude. But though I just don't work that way whatsoever. And they were like, can you move the eyebrow up an inch? Can you put the eyebrow back down the next day? You know, th- I was doing shit like that. So obviously. you're literally covering the canvas with paint and making corrections. Right. Like Take that. a photo, send it out to them. They would send it to Benedict Cucumber <laughs> and he would give corrections. And then the guy would tell me he in the morning, would give corrections. It's part of his contract. He doesn't let any images of him go out into uh, uh, society without his uh, express approval. Okay, so cool, so hang though, on. Be Anyone that, who's but... listening who has um, good Photoshop skills, who wants to fuck with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's <laughs> face, I would invite you to do so at the risk of getting a cease and desist. No, I, I was really, really Talking honored to, you, to be asked. Talking to you, supercilious. I was honored to be asked, but I wasn't the. I, I actually I don't think I was the right person for the job. I'm not a, a, a designer. Well, again, you know, and this gets back to what we kicked it off with. Um, See, Photoshop or Procreate would be a really useful tool in yeah, a situation like they that. They like hired five artists all over the world to release these like this series of posters for the IMAX release of Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, and the other guys were so, they were like comic book cover artists and shit. Their shit was so tight. <laughs> and uh, I did don't you know. have did you have a little imposter syndrome? Big time. Yeah. The guy was so cool, and uh, you know he likes mushrooms. I, I assume, mm-hmm. and maybe they asked Alex Gray, and he said no. But I, Randall will do it. Hey. You know? I I don't know why they asked me, but that, the guy was phenomenal. really really nice to me, and really they were really good to me. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but by the last day, I was like, just a shriveled. I worked on this shit. I it, oh I remember. Yeah, but tell, they needed tell it in listeners. three weeks. Most of the time, if I do like a, a you know a, a painting. I have three tiers of paintings, one that I do in a day, one I do in a week, and then the rest of them are like six months, you know. Or less. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. 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 And I was like, it usually takes me three to six months to do something this detailed. Right. And it's a portrait, uh, which isn't my strongest It's hard point. to nail a portrait. Dude. Yeah, and so um, I uh, they needed it in two and a half weeks, and so I worked like 15 hours a day on this portrait. And by the end of it, I was just like literally like all Shaking. fucked up. Yeah. And I didn't like the piece, and... Um, uh, I, I was just like, I was like, I can't do this. You know, it was like, I just felt like it just crumbled. And then like the last day I, I, I had typed up an email that said, I am so sorry for wasting y'all's time. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity. Did you send it? No. So Morgan, okay. God bless my, my partner. She said, honey, why don't you work on it from lunch until dinner? And then if you really want to send that email, you can. And something clicked, and I was like, I just, I, I got, because I, I lost his face throughout this. So when you're doing portraiture, it's so crazy to fucking so hard. drop an eye down, because then the whole face is unrecognizable. And 
You know what I mean? Like I know and, what you mean. When they were giving me these corrections, I was like, dude, that's going to really mess this guy's face up. Like, you can't you unsquint eyebrows and shit, you know? But who, first of all, I, okay, I have two points here. First of all, who looks at their face so much that they're like, nah, that's off. Like, I don't really know what I look like. Like, when I was looking at the Logan Walden video last yeah. week, I was like, man, I look fucking weird from the side, you know? Mm-hmm. Shout out, patrons. Um and the second point that I wanted to bring up was I think this phenomenon will happen all the time, no matter what career you're in at, at any time, if, especially if it's like a gig kind of thing, like painters or mm-hmm. arts and entertainment can be, is that when you said, oh, maybe they wanted Alex Gray, and then they were like, oh, but there's this dude, Randall. He'll probably I've kicked people he, jobs that I don't want. Exactly, like, sure. yeah. Like, yeah. More, yeah. Actually, Morgan kicked me a little thing at the at uh darren murphy's chiropractic uh practice oh, nice. awesome. and uh thank you morgan and thank you darren <laughs> and thank you kirstel who bought literally all my canvas prints that i nice. put there. yeah thank you big big bumps but <laughs> yeah. but don't you think that'll always happen right like i listen to comedy podcasts a lot and some of those guys are trying to be actors and they're like oh well this guy didn't want it so yeah. then but then like why feel bad about that right you know, I I don't know. What do you mean? Maybe you didn't feel bad, but like, feel bad about like um, picking up. Oh well, well, so and so didn't want the gig, but no, now that's, it's an opportunity. That's, that's crew, me. man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will always kick jobs to my friends. That's what I, our community of artists here in Colorado, especially. Yeah. But the the visionary, for lack of a better term, uh, <laughs> art uh, international art family of what? There's some two thousand of us now we're all kind of looking out for each other. There's no, you know, I've been to gallery. I used to hang out in this gallery in Oakland where the lady who ran it, she was cool. Her art was good. She had cool shows, mm. but she was like, just snake. So yeah, she was, so, she's like, did you see that fucking mural? That, that, that guy, you know, she's like, I've, I've seen him do the murals all every year. I can't believe he, he charged patrons to put their portraits in it. And oh, I should go throw eggs at it. And she was just so, um, the art world has that, part for sure where where people are not having fun (laughs) we've figured out that like we've sacrificed uh, money for a good time (laughs) no i mean a lot of us are getting when i say money i mean like big blue chip fucking oh yeah we don't even black market weapons the galleries aren't even yeah big galleries aren't even like we don't even exist to them yeah yeah. but that's what when i first moved to the bay area i uh i wrote um, I wrote to, I want, I want to say 50 galleries. I wrote down 50 galleries in, in between Oakland, South Bay and, and San Did Francisco. Did you email them all? I emailed every single one of them with images of my art and I had no reply. <laughs> this is like in 2005. Okay. Not one of them replied, not even no thank you. Uh, and then a few of them, I went in and gave them business cards and like a print. And said, "I would love to show here." Nothing. Crickets. So, so back then, yeah, crickets. Mm. So then I was like, "Okay, well, then what else can I do?" Yeah. And then there was this huge art fair in Oakland, and I would like go 
on the sidewalk and paint and I, then I, I come home with with a thousand dollars in my pocket and I'm yeah. like well, well fuck, fuck the those, galleries yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean so I think we, and all of us have more or less there's a there's a few cool galleries that are really supportive uh, shouts to Ryan shouts to Threda shouts to uh, Duluth there are a few of the ones in LA they're, they're helpful think space think space yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you guys have at least uh, their, they have their eye on us but um, and thank God for the heavy, heavy hitters like like the further collective who are who are managing to get into that 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 space get on the cover of high fructose that kind of shit yeah thank you for all that i am gonna sell my art off my little hot dog cart <laughs> the hot dogs yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not sure yeah place. yeah like <laughs> i like the hot dog cart like this is a good with, analogy if you you can literally i mean people do they literally build a hot dog cart in their garage yeah plywood and the heated uh little i've got thing one for the right steam. here and then you can roll that shit out, and you can make $200 a day selling your hot dogs at a busy corner. And then you wheel it back home, you put it in the garage, and you sleep like a fucking baby. And nope, you don't necessarily have to. There's always like, oh, what should I do? You know. Um, you just put the food in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so I've sort of looked at my art and the way I sell it as just this sort of blue-collar hot dog cart like i'm mm-hmm. or a coffee cart or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. i may open a brick and mortar someday mm-hmm. but it's not a priority because i'm 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 good with how how i approach the sales and i you know you don't want to put your cart on an empty street or right, a, right. there's a, a few little Caveats. things that go yeah. along with it but you don't have to like suck up to anybody you don't want to um i like the idea too of just making your own way you know this radical uh self-sufficiency sure sure. um and also some of that was like when i first started making art my art wasn't as good and it wasn't good enough to right sure 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 if your hot dogs are all wrinkled and <laughs> you know that your ketchup's all watery, you know, so you got to like I, I said, I was like, okay, I have to make a few like really killer paintings here, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, now the long term goal is like I'll just be eighty someday. I hope it's about yeah. it's about what is that about uh, uh, thirty five years? Yeah, but it's about no, about no. six. 16,000 days from now. Okay. I'll be 80. I wanted, we you we skipped over that this? part. Well, no, the, the thinking of, of your life in terms of days. Oh, okay. 20 years is about 8,000 days. You know, Tool made me think about... 10,000 days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, uh, life that way. That's 10 years, about, more yeah. or less. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's different. Than, oh, 20 years from now, whatever, whatever. But if you're like 8,000 days from now, and so then tomorrow now is 7999. Yeah. Next day is seven nine nine eight. Ticking. And so you want to? What if you had a list, a grid of those eight thousand days? This is what I want to do each day, and that sort of, for me anyway, it gears away this ambiguous anxiety about like whatever's gonna come. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, this is a very important, day. very lucky day that I'm here, yeah. and I have electricity and hot water, and you know what I mean? Like, this day is awesome. Like, right. why waste one of those mm. days hating people online, hating your neighbor, hating yourself? Like, it's such a fucking complete waste. Like, it's an emergency that you enjoy each one of those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I like, uh, yeah, sort, sort of, as I said, like, sort of as I came out of this sort of dark winter, 
mm-hmm. like, I'm like, man, we got to go for it. We also got a, a dog who is like the love of my life. And I realized if we're lucky, he lives for about 4,000 days. Yeah. And dogs go, they have such short time um, that they go for it every day. They oh, go, yeah. they he go runs hard. up that hill in our backyard, you know? And I'm like, and cause he, cause I think either just genetically uh, or evolution wise, yeah, he just knows. He's my literal guru, man. Love that dog. <laughs> well, that's a, I mean, that's a beautiful way to frame your life, right? Yeah. Because instead of being like, well, I've got, you know, 40 more years or whatever it is, it, it, you know, 40 is obviously it's a lot lower than however many days you have. But there's something about like how fast the days move and they just tick off like crazy especially mm-hmm. as you get older i mean they become a smaller percentage of your overall life exactly so yeah. every year does it, literally it, seem it, faster yeah right? and like yeah man that that really i'm gonna have to i guess uh sit with that for a little <laughs> bit you know because it's i mean really because some days i just i you know i'm not feeling it whatever i'm like oh i'm gonna fuck off or or do whatever, maybe not paint. No, but if you frame it as like I'm taking a recuperation day, that's fine. Then that's like actually sure. a dope way to spend. I do horror movies. I stay in my pajamas. I watch like back to back to back horror movies. I love. I've always loved horror movies. Yeah, and um, I sort of think of it as like my like you know like goth day or the the cure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll wear like a black hoodie, <laughs> and I'll just sit on the couch, and I'm like, uh, you know, hot chocolate or fucking whatever junk food or something and i'm like i'm having a recuperation day i'm having a day yeah and i'll just go and watch like uh, old horror movies like especially shit from the 90s and 80s well and i think that like and that's you, no but you take your depression and put it in a little box and and then and then, then it's you're over reborn and then right. it's over instead right. of the same like gaseous uh horror cloud around you yeah where yeah. you don't know you know you're like i gotta do something about this you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and to bring it back to um, I gotta go reset the video. <laughs> Do you think the vape will come will sound too loud on the microphone? Nah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I used to smoke cigarettes for 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 what? Since I was fourteen years old, I, so, I smoked about at least a pack a day. So, don't give me shit about the vape. Also. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, like we're on a podcast. Uh, yeah. No, no, go for it. <laughs> no, I, I think that that vaping is um, really important for people. I was able to quit smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes are actually disgusting to me now, and for a huge portion of my life, they were the first thing, uh, like in the morning, and the last thing before bed at mm. night. Yeah, and I'm old enough where it's like it's not James Dean anymore, man. It's not cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I was also very addicted to them, and so I I'm really grateful that technology has brought us vaporizing. On the flip side of that, I'll I'll say um, as someone who really never smoked cigarettes, mm-hmm. um, I'm now vaping. So just don't do that. Don't yeah, do what don't. I did. <laughs> this whole idea of like oh the children, you know these like 13 year olds are all vaping. Well. They would huff fucking dust off or or or, or sniff. I did that a few yeah, times. Yeah, you put white out in a plastic bag. Remember that in seventh grade? Fire. Yeah, and you'd smell it and get a Lit. head rush. 
like Liddy. they need to figure out what what makes young teenagers want to rebel and fuck their body up and not this I, uh, uh pro or, or you know do a proactive approach instead of this like after uh, the fact thing and and get rid of all vapes for all of the smokers in the world that yeah. want to quit like yeah and i honestly I think know. that like you know one in four uh you know whatever children in a family's genetic line is going to have the rebel gene yeah and whether or not it gets turned turned on depends on you know early childhood experience blah 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 i'm not a doctor but uh but i i think there's really no way to solve that other than being like you know what kid we don't care that much but we're still going to admonish you yeah but we're not going to well, have you're not this gonna puritanical stop. Yeah, dude. Fucking you're not going to stop mailbox it. baseball by taking away all the baseball bats. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. kids need to smash shit, and sometimes they need to And smash by kids, we mean like humans and yeah, general, yeah. Right? yeah. Everybody's got to go through a, a weird teenage phase where you drink too much or or whatever. You do dangerous shit. Mm-hmm. It's it's awful. Uh, I hope for that we get, you know global therapy and support to raise solid people who don't have to experience heroin and all these horrible things uh but in the meantime this yeah again like going after the the after effects isn't the way we need to go in from the underground and raise people that don't want to do heroin that don't kids that don't want to smoke cigarettes how do you do that good point i mean yeah um, I, w- I wanted to make a point. Uh, I think before I turned the video on again, I wanted to say that in the art world, in whatever field you're going in, right, you're going hard in, you have to have a lot of self-awareness, self-knowledge, right? Because for your, like your metaphor of the hot dog stand, yeah, which I love, by yeah. the way, it's a great, and you know, you can scale that up or down depending on, your self-awareness of your own ambition Mm -hmm. and like, you know, again, take everything that, that anybody says with a grain of salt, because without self-awareness, if you're just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do the hot dog stand. And you find yourself, you know, in the middle of a field (laughs) painting and you're like, this isn't for me. Then I mean, fuck dude, do something else. Mm. Try something else. Um, but don't, you know, don't take a shit on other people's hot dog stands. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Yeah, haters gonna hate, but it's a waste of time. Um, Chris Dyer, my friend, our friend, the artist, uh, he said a long time ago, like, to me, like, you're a creative person, so all your creativity doesn't end on the canvas. Get creative about how you're going to make money. I, I For years, I got up every morning, and I'm like, how am I going to make money on art today? Like, that's a huge shift. You don't just make art and then they produce a, a, a jeweled carpet to your door and people start lining up to buy it. Yeah, no one owes you shit. No one owes you shit. Yeah. You have to make your stuff enticing and I think, I think, be also, yeah, you know, be friendly. <laughs> like, I don't know. We, we uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, don't kiss anyone's butt, but. Um, sure, sure. But like. Yeah, just make it so you can't be denied, you know, like... Yeah, exactly. uh, Yeah. That's the thing. Like, if you're not working all the time on your craft, and then you expect someone to hand out something to you, 
and they don't and you get pissed off you have to take a little bit of responsibility yeah for that well get smart about it. so like so let's say you're not very good at drawing uh in a traditional uh, uh way you suck at portraits uh landscape skills aren't that so <laughs> but maybe you're really good at doodling with a sharpie which is one of my favorite things to do doodling on paper so how can you take a sharpie doodle and make it so that people stop in their fucking tracks yeah um maybe do a, an 80 foot wall of tiny sharpie doodles uh take a month to fill up that wall and then then you take your where you're at your skill level and you make something that people go holy shit like i'm like they're not going to walk by my fucking paintings you know what i mean like like so you can even take the most rudimentary unskilled artwork but you can think about it in a way and go how am i going to get people to stop in their tracks when they look at my art right and that was a solution for me i kind of paint kind of cartoony i i'm 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 decent at at fine art stuff i'm 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 decent at portraits i can if i really try um but i also my solution was like you know Make big paintings that are hyper detailed, and um, just make them so crazy that that if someone walked uh, in front of it, they would. Um, that you can't fuck with it. They'd you have can't to deny stop. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, then that was my solution to I'm not very good. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so and that worked. So you have to think about your art not just from this this angle, but from other angles too. And I, I dare say, no matter what you're doing, if you if you plan that out and get it right, you you um you'll be successful. You can't be denied, as you say. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what makes you tick? <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> uh, God, I don't know. Um, Have you ever thought about that? No, that's you, something that I wrestle s- with. Stop me in my tracks. With that. I, <laughs> that's that you know. That's what I'm doing with the podcast. It's like maybe I'm not very smart, <laughs> but I know a few questions that'll make yeah. people stop for a second. Well, it's super weird and interesting to be here at all, to be um, conscious, conscious, human. Yeah, um, at, like you, I've been meditating. Uh, pretty much every day for the last Ooh, I've been, three or four years. I've been, I fell off the fucking you wagon. Take a break, that. man. It's all yeah. good. No pressure. But, you know, fire up Sam Harris's app, you know, or get just get you reminders. I was like f- dismissing the reminders for like <laughs> two weeks. I'm like, no. But I, I meditated this morning. Um, and Because um, you knew you were coming here. Yeah. So what makes you tick <laughs> is that you're, I, that was why. Uh, <laughs> So we're part of this amazing experience right. of of simply being here. There's something of what it's like to be Andrew and be here. There's something there's something that happens when you look up at the night sky. Uh and I don't know if cicadas feel that. I don't know uh if the river feels that, but we humans do for whatever reason for good or bad for for because of evolution who knows but um mirroring the universe back to itself through our witness and consideration seems to be one of the most important things the universe has ever produced that may be kind of self-centered and solipsistic but like 
the universe is this just balls of rock and fire and it's where chemistry and physics meet each other and and you get all these beautiful you know um um you know huge oceans of ice on the moons of uh of jupiter and you you get um I don't know the the whole fish fight in the ocean and and, and stars and <laughs> <Fish> red <fight. laughs> redwood trees, rainbows, sex, all of it. Right. All of that stuff, without you being there to experience it, it what is it? It's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I you know kind of name my website. All of this is for you. It's a point of like consideration that if. <sighs> If God exists, um, or rather, let's put it another way. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole universe is just fire and brimstone, uh, to use a biblical term. <laughs> and then the only thing that makes it all worthwhile is human love and human witness. Like, the human, two humans hugging under the stars. Um, you take the humans away. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if squirrels are producing the appropriate mirror for the universe to see itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the reason is. Um, yeah. Maybe reason's not the right word. But there is a, for lack of a better word, reason why human consciousness is at the is at center stage right now on the planet Earth. Right. Oh, yeah. And we don't know what that means. Like, God, no God, whatever. Like, we're here, spotlight's on us. And and in us. And <laughs> he, sure. Yeah, yeah. We are the spotlight. Yeah. Like, and that's maybe that's the point, right? Is that... I know. I, I really wish we would either confirm or deny life on other planets because it does seem like the whole fucking thing is for us to be here. Right. Witnessing it. It, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, which is very arrogant. <laughs> it, and, but it's also like, no but, pressure, guys, but, uh, you know, yeah. you're the only conscious being, it, if you're the only conscious being <laughs> in the universe, that's that's a lot of fucking pressure, man. You know? Well, not really. I think just slowing down and witnessing it is like all you can do. And that does make me tick. At least, at the very least, be like, hey, this is the coolest party I've ever heard of. And it's in, it's happening in your head. And, um, yeah, d- walking in the woods amongst spring flowers and just, like, understanding that rain and stardust is all part of it and that we're on this crazy spinning ball that's hurtling through s- space of 35,000 miles an hour is... Uh, fucking it's so beautiful that if we focused on it all day we would be mobilized in right, in, in right, tears right. of 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 joy um so like yeah that that makes me tick i'm really happy to be here and um i i don't want to do it, uh any harm with that but then i think there's this whole you know operation of evolution happening where i'm just like a scared surviving monkey right that yeah, kind of sure. makes me tick um <laughs> Yeah. There. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah, I'm excited about about making um my response to all of this craziness is like to make it a little more pretty than I left it. So 
I leave paintings behind. Uh, it's the best I can do. Yeah. Um, I'm not uh, robbing people in alleyways. Uh, I'm not trying to fuck over some other group for money. Um, and uh, good luck to all of you who are doing that shit. <laughs> you're, you're, I don't think any of them are listening. Yeah. But um, that kind of brings, okay, something that I wanted to talk about earlier. There's so the very first song on Bo Burnham's new oh yeah special. I I don't know. I wanted to go into this with you. This is kind of like the only sort of plan that I had for this podcast. Well, we're both huge fans. You turned me on to him a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And he just came out with that. I mean, killer. Okay, like, so masterpiece. I'm yeah. sure you've seen it on all your social media channels. But if you haven't, you need to check out Bo Burnham. Inside. His new co- uh, yeah, his new comedy special called Inside. He shoots it all by himself in his own room. And I mean, it is, I think, probably the pinnacle of art that I've seen in a long time. It's a dope commentary on simply being quarantined. Too. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Bo Burnham's a, he's, he's pretty fucking smart. But, oh, obviously, <laughs> so obviously, man. I mean, he, he basically made this before he was 30, right? Mm-hmm. He, he has a little skit about him being 30 as he's making the thing but what i wanted to get back to is like he he says you know something along the lines of like i'm metaphorically and literally like literally helping the world through comedy i'm paraphrasing i'm fucking butchering yeah no no yeah but that's kind of how i feel about art and i think that that's how most artists sort of have to either brush up against or intrinsically feel that way about their own art is that they're they're helping in this in this small way that they can't see the the uh, the butterfly effect of you know yeah well that's the carrot in front of the donkey you 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 solidify a a personal mission um and you don't take yourself too seriously at the same time yeah. So so you're like I I will make paintings to my best of my ability to make the world a better place, and also I suck and uh uh you know God help me, <laughs> right? <laughs> but right. you know what I mean. Like with some you you can't go out in like white linen robes and and uh, on the front of a, <laughs> a boat and say like my art is fixing saving everything. the world. Yeah. No, but you you make art. Um, you do what you can to help. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of the career equivalent of, like, at least don't litter or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think making art is a rebellious act? Can be. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I yeah. think kind of intrinsically it is. Yeah. Because, well, at least in the society that we live in now, <laughs> right? The society. We live in a society. <laughs> um, but... But no, I it, it, genuinely no snark, no no sarcasm. We get messaged at since childhood, since you know maybe late childhood for some of us, that art is not a viable, really way to live in the world, and I think that's changing. Well, that's fucking crazy because all money, a cash money, is art, literally artwork. Yep, and money makes the world go round. 
at the fucking center of this but thing. But no one ever tells you that. No one ever well, says Well, somebody that. drew the pictures on that shit, and that shit is running everything. And at the heart of the thing that's running everything is literally artwork. Or every building in Manhattan, in Rome, began as a drawing, son. Art is fucking but underneath everything. I agree. Everything. And I'm proud to participate in it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Same. Every coat. These sunglasses, this phone... Their yeah. first physical representation in this world was was fucking drawings. Yeah. So don't give me that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. like art's super important. But being a career as having a career as an artist is uh, definitely against the grain of like get a job at a factory, participate in the military, become a a, a, a police officer. You know these are solid jobs, right? You know mm. like oh you want to if you can't hack it in college, uh, go to these three. Be a yeah, uh, you know, you know, endeavors that people have yeah. done forever. Um, if you want, if you have kids and you want to have a safe bet, yeah, go be, uh, uh, go to the the, the the army for, and you know, get the free college education, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, so being an artist is rebellious to that, and uh, without tooting our own proverbial horns, uh, it's a little, it's on the brave side, or at least the foolish, right. the foolish jump off the diving board side. So it is rebellious in that way like no one in your family your uncle's not going to sit you down on thanksgiving and say like i think you should starve for five years and try to make it with art <laughs> <laughs> definitely but, um, not yeah definitely not um, but if you're smart and you work hard it's not that crazy yeah yeah um, yeah yeah the whole intelligence thing is uh a tough one to wrestle with right mm. you know i super hope that like you and the, our friends aren't like really dumb some of this no i hope we're not the some of the smartest Ooh, people. yeah that's that's scarier because actually. like <laughs> sometimes it seems like we're in the top 10 percent of the world and that's super scary i don't know like, like I, I i always have to sell myself know. short on intelligence like just natural intelligence because I'm so stupid. Th th man. There's like oh. there's the intelligence of intelligence of like um, self preservation, mm -hmm. and I think that at first, at least when you're an artist, you kind of have to kick that out the door, um, unless unless How you've so, been you groomed and come up through the right schools and get into the right galleries, right? Like for you and me, mm -hmm. who started in our mid to late twenties. Right or I, wait, you I, started when you were I made thirty. My first painting when I was twenty nine. Finished it when I was thirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. Technically, most people wouldn't think that that's a smart <laughs> move. Right? I know when I went to my boss at, at, at IBM. I worked at IBM all through my twenties. They've and, listened uh, to the other podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I went in. To, uh, he's a nice guy. He, he, I was like, I need to cash out my phone. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm getting out of here and I'm going to go make art. And he was like, okay, are you sure? And like, he's like, are you okay? He's like, are you fucking yeah. with me? He knew like I, my girlfriend and I were breaking up, but he, you know, he, we were friends and he was like, all right, man, if you're sure, here's the paperwork, you know, like, but he was, he was concerned. He actually called me like uh, a month later. He's like, you doing all right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm my, like, the yeah, HR yeah. person at, at Whole Foods did that to me. Yeah. They were like, well, I also think same was, with my football coach when yeah. I quit football. Yeah. 
he, you know, he's this, a pretty this square is a funny dude joke. too, yeah, and yeah. he's a manager at IBM. Sure, so sure. it's like it's like it is really foreign. We were in a a, a bar one night, and uh, we we were playing pool with yeah, some yeah. strangers. These two guys, really cool guys, uh-huh. with uh, uh, Morgan's family, whatever, and. Um, we were, you know, we had a few games of pool, rounds of beer. We were buying each other beers, and uh, it's like so. After a while, it's like, hey, what do you do, man? Oh, I, I, I'm a veterinarian. The other guy, I forget what he was, but they were like, what do you do? And I said, I'm a psychedelic artist. And the one, the guy, record screeched. Yeah, the one guy was. He looked at me. He said, we were on couches, you know, and he goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and it really hurt. <laughs> uh, but I realized, like, <laughs> I might have told it, like, you know. I'm a golf ball polisher, you know, like, like he's like, he had no, I, so, so this thing that's very normal for me, like freaked him out. He was mad at me, you know, for a minute. It's, I how got, so? he just seemed, he's like, I didn't, he's like, how you could do that. Yeah. It was like almost something like, how have I not heard of this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it, it hit him so left field. I think if I'd even said artist, he'd be like, you know, what shook? But, but I have I, I I prefaced it with psychedelic artist, and he was like, <laughs> he was just like, nope, <laughs> you know, no, doesn't nah, exist, nah, no, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, some people don't like pineapple on pizza, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm uh, we're. <laughs> We're really lucky to be uh, beloved by a very small group of awesome weirdos and supported. But um, I think we're real fringe, like our scene. <laughs> oh, for sure. We think that we're like, yeah. you know, just because we have the attention of X amount of thousands of people, we're like, hmm. people care. It's like, well, when we did something, the... by the way, um, I want to get back to the. Sure. I want to tell my joke, okay? <laughs> okay, by all means. Uh, it's kind of along the same lines of what we were just talking about, but when I went to uh, the old football coach in high school, my between my junior and senior year, and I was like, yeah, this uh, this definitely isn't for me. Mm. He did this thing. Where were you he, good at football? I was good. I could catch and throw. Yeah. I wasn't super fast, Yeah, but I was tall. I was a big target. Yeah. Um, he did this thing. He kind of like, you know, crossed his leg like uh, in a square, kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like your dad does or whatever. And and he goes, you know, I know a lot of guys who quit. Right? I got I gotta tell you something. They regretted it every single day of their life. After. <laughs> First what, of were all, you like fifteen years. No, old? no, I was like seventeen. I was, uh, you know. And I got to say, man, every single day of my life after that, I have not regretted it at all. And shouts to Coach Harmon. He was a great guy. Yeah. Very chill. But It's good but, that they make it easy for you like that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing, man. That's self-awareness, right, to get back to my little, okay, yeah. my little soapbox here. Mm. It's like if you're doing something that you know isn't for you, why keep doing it you you here's and the thing about it is like family if, pressure if you, know? you have enough self-awareness you're able to to make that decision in a uh, more aligned way with who you are i guess mm. um shit i forgot what we were talking about besides that 
Well, yeah, self-awareness, I guess. I, I was just going through the motions and doing what people told me to do all through my 20s. And then I had a, like a – in combination with doing psychedelics with my friends in the woods and shit, um, you know, and driving down off the mountain with these like mm-hmm. campfire epiphanies um something did click for me uh uh hard where i was like oh shit this is your only life yeah so yeah. i don't want to work in a factory yeah and do, uh, do i you... think a lot of people don't get kicked in the head like that right uh, and so they're just like well I'll just you know good girlfriend have, yeah and like and I, I, I always club, think about you know? this a lot like okay there's there's hard work right and and we all know that hard work fucking pays off if you can work hard eventually um it'll pay off D- right in brackets but exactly if that, that were true every mexican with a leaf blower would be a millionaire as Bill true, true, true. <laughs> but um and that's what i'm saying that's the point i'm getting to is that like there is so much happenstance and luck in life for sure where like you just you know you just happen to get hit with that beam of light or you just happen to see you know, whatever your 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 conscious mind state led you to see that turtle in the clearing of the woods just plodding along and you're like, That turtle's a lot like me and then <laughs> this cascade of thoughts just kinda like hits you, you know? And, and you're it's like, lucky to And you to had nothing it. to do with that. Yeah. As as an ego or as a self, right? It, I think about that probably way too much. Mm. Well, this is why good people, for you know, to paraphrase them, hippies, are like kind of holding the world together. Because running into good people really hooked me up, and it's it's that sort of like definitely like yeah. okay. And, and I want to shout out you a little bit because like like people like you and Morgan and Jack and just people who and, and David and Aloria who mm-hmm. who saw me in my you know nascent stages as an artist and we're like come here buddy you know like (laughs) like that is so important to my career trajectory to who i am as an artist in general i mean i you know you just can't you can't discount all those little um you know things of chance that seem to happen where you meet the right person well we're living testaments to the power of of being kind Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if we ran into nothing but mean, dumb people, said we shouldn't make art, we probably, probably wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we were really lucky to run into really nice people who make art. Bono from U2. Uh, I got hit with a quote from him way back in the day before I started making paintings, but it really flipped my shit. And he said, uh, "If if I make art and you make art, we're close together." because we're close to the art so we're family is how i read that and that just blew my mind i'm like wow i i want to be in in this family da vinci's family and exactly like like that that's a big part of like maslow's hierarchy of needs I'm, belonging to a group yeah right or yeah. just like feeling like you're a part of a community yeah we all do and yeah, uh, yeah. unfortunately for some people that community are like Street kids who stab people for their wallets in Puerto Rico, you know, <laughs> like I, sure. uh, we're very, very lucky that we didn't end up in one of the shitty families. Absolutely, um, it is luck. Maybe I don't know. I think a lot of it's luck. 
And it, but uh, again, like a lot of it's a desire again to make the world a better place, though. Too like don't. Throw where does that come from, out. though? Where does that come from? Yeah, uh, uh, happenstance. Like the the fact that you either were taught by your parents, or you have the quote unquote right genes to kind of like my gr- mom grok put, that like helping yeah. people is a good thing my mom put all of my drawings on the refrigerator hell I yeah my dad three years old my dad framed this drawing that i made all through second grade with markers yeah. and uh, and then our whole living room wall is full of and you know what my brother can draw my sister can we're we're all badass my brother's better artist than than me and you put together but he doesn't do it he doubt that yeah no, he's fucking it. he's I'm fucking kidding. badass <laughs> but um Lots of people grow up in a house where, um, for whatever reason, dad's way into baseball. And uh, he comes home from work and sees you drawing at the kitchen table. And then when you leave, he crumples it up and puts it in the garbage. That happens in a lot of households. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did our uh, rock fell down the hill and bounced the right and bounced way. and bounced and then landed in the river, baby. You know, we were mm-hmm. really, really lucky that we, that all of these little things happened to steer us Uh since we don't have <laughs> free will, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> yeah, my guy. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't pinpoint any one part, and if you do, it's all a gift from someone else of how you arrived at being an artist. And that's why we make art. And that's why you make to art to give it, yeah, to give it to on someone down else. The line. Pass if, it down. Yeah, if your pinball comes my way, I want to bounce you toward the high score, man. You know, oh, yeah. rather than. Fuck your pinball up. What kind of asshole thinks that way? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some assholes do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to reset the camera. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for your patience on this. Mm-hmm. Also, we only have 30 minutes left. Okay. On, on the audio. Well, this is really fun, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks. <coughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs> hey. As Mr. John Speaker yeah. would say. Thanks for being here. Shout out, John. Shout out John Speaker. We just had dinner with him and met his sister and her husband last night. It's nice. great. Yeah. Is John- it is it weird when people like are like Hey, I know you. Do you ever does that ever weird you out? Like I, I've learned that okay. I look, love it. I'm not famous <laughs> in any kind of way, but some guy um the other night in a bathroom of all places. It was like, oh, Always man. a comfortable introduction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, dude. Shout, shout out. <laughs> I don't know if he wants me to say his name. I know his name. He actually makes really dope art. Um, so shout out Zach. Um, um, but yeah, if, at first I was like, I don't know how to take this. Because he was like, oh, it's, you're the RCAF guy, man. Cool. And I don't know. Maybe I'll cut this part <laughs> But yeah, uh, how do you how do you deal with that when people are like Robert? <laughs> yeah, people get my name wrong a lot. I don't know what that's about. Like it's pretty clearly like we'll I'll do an email and then say thanks Randall at the bottom and then then they'll re- their reply will start with dear Robert. <laughs> and I know I have two first names. Uh mm. you know what's funny? I grew up with a bunch of guys who all have first names. Like my best Double buddy first growing, names. yeah, Jay Harvey was like my buddy growing up and <laughs> we we were like the first name bunch. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that happens, but I, I do really, I can't fucking believe it when people recognize me and I'm so, it brings like, it's like bubbles of joy inside my stomach that, that, that happens. When I first moved to Boulder, mm-hmm. I was at a red light in my truck and, uh, these girls fly up to me and Morgan 
And they look over and they go, you're Randall Roberts. You're fucking awesome. And peel away, you know. And that just made my whole week. I, I can't believe people know who I am. Um, but then we're not like, you know, uh, again, a small group of really nice weirdos all over the world. Like uh, Love them. And yeah. don't you think weird is a compliment? To me, it, it means like that you're interesting and different and fun. Yeah. Why would you want to? What's the uh, antonym for weird? Uh, um, square, normal. <laughs> normal? I'm normal. <laughs> I mean, some people find strength in, in being normal but we got off on a yeah, weird tangent yeah sorry let's bring it back um <laughs> uh oh do, uh, being recognized yeah i don't yeah. know it doesn't happen that often but i love it i'm 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 so honored that anybody would take a minute to give me a high five and, absolutely uh, thank you very much for looking at my art thanks for looking as always what what's the most like memorable response to either seeing i mean you just kind of told us one to either like seeing you or seeing your work if you like is there something there that you can pull out of the ether that mm-hmm. you remember um in 2012 uh uh right around when occupy was really kicking off uh, yeah. i lived in oakland uh, and occupy was uh, as you may remember really going on there yeah and i made the uh, anonymous uh, fox painting during mm-hmm. that time and um i was really going for it on a lot of levels you know uh if that makes sense it does and i met um jen ingram who runs uh tribe 13 shouts and they were doing the bicycle day uh celebration at um 1015 Folsom a, a cool club in San Francisco and she invited me to put a painting in and I had just finished that one and it was um I was very proud of it and it was also um current and there was you know 2012 you know the whole Mayan calendar vibe was riding with us that whole year it just 2012 felt we were talking about this with another friend like some years feel like they're not happening and then other ones are like big years 2020 i would say yeah. is like a big one 2012 was one of the do you feel like 2017 was a big year for some reason i more so than 14 15 16 yeah yeah, yeah. where are those but I, then 17 comes you're along like, and you're like wow yeah that's what i'm talking about this gotcha, sort of vibe yeah, yeah. so 2012 was one of those years yeah and i was really beginning i was making rent on art and i had this painting and uh I, there was a whole kerfuffle with fucking. I bring the painting, 3 p.m. to the show that starts at seven, and Jen goes, uh, "Nice to meet you, honey." Um, she looks and she's like, the "Painting's awesome, but it's not framed." Um, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know we're, oh, we're doing to have frames, frames back then." Yeah. Okay. And uh, she's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Don't worry, don't worry. I- I'll go get a frame." And I take a fucking cab with my friend all over San Francisco to different frame shops. And I get find one. Uh, this is like 6:30 p.m. <laughs> There's a bi- bargain bin box with this elegant silver hardcore for custom made frame. This is where your love of of shopping for frames comes. From. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm addicted to it yeah. now. So I I, I I had the measurement written down, <clears throat> and I'm I'm like no way because it's like a, a you know at least, uh, maybe a thousand dollar frame. It's in this bargain box, and it was like and forty. It, what bucks. was the size of the paint? It was like it's, a weird size, right? Or? Yeah, twenty-eight by twenty-two. So that's not like a standard no, one, not at all. 
And I, I bust out the, the tape measure, and I'm like, no way. I bring it up. That'll be $40. And I go in the cab with my friend, and we go back, and I run in, and people are lining up to, to, to do the show. Now, Bicycle Day, uh, especially that one, um, is a really amazing event uh, uh, put on by my now friends. Uh, where Alex Gray was there, um, um, that's where he and Mars one did that uh, guy drinking the vial painting. It yeah, was that yeah. night, and uh, I was just getting—I knew Alex for a long time, but I was just getting to know all the California guys. So I run in, I put the frame, and it's like on this one main wall, right? And um, then the show starts. So that was also the night I—I uh, met uh, Android and uh, Carrie Thompson, nice. two heroes of mine like forever and i told them hey i've been working underneath the moonlight i've been clocking in with you guys and they walked over and they were like dude and but gave me this you know carrie's a really big guy they just bear hugged me and they're like welcome to the show man and and uh i also all night we were there's a sort of that place is multi-leveled it's a really yeah, yeah, cool been, spot been, yeah. yeah it's dope so we got to we were hanging out up in this banister and uh, selfishly embarrassingly I kind of kept checking in and like watching the crowd, yeah. and all night my painting had a hundred people in a crescent around it. Nice, and it uh, made me cry. I was like, I was there with my best friend John Ohia shouts, and um, it was like uh, I don't know, one of those moments, man. That painting, it was lit up from the inside. Like I don't really. Look, I suck. My art sucks. So take this Not with a grain true. of salt. <laughs> but that for that night, whatever with um, the the theme of the night, mm. uh, everyone being on a high level of of, of what it was at, you know, um, the painting was like glowing from the inside, and other people saw it, and I saw it, and I was like, "Holy shit, I'm doing it, man!" I, you know, I made one. This is a good one. Uh, yeah, it's one of the best nights of my life. And then I took the painting on the train and went back home. <laughs> you know, it's funny sitting there with this like you know immaculate afterglow. Painting. Yeah, and I'm just leaning on it on the on the seat, all all crusty and tired at <laughs> three in the morning, <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was like my favorite. I I met a lot of people I really admire. I met uh, Mark Henson was there. I think uh, uh, Stanley Mouse was there. Oh wow. Um. Uh, Roman Villagrana, Amanda Sage, Jonas Legends. Jones. Yeah, there were all so many cool people there. And it was the first time I ever hung out with everybody. It was fucking perfect night, kind of. Nice. Yeah. Well, um... My friend from MAPS gave me acid. <laughs> so you know it was the good shit. It was too much. It was yeah. way too much, yeah. 300 likes. <laughs> well... Uh, I think this is a good place to wrap up, man. We're we're at about a hour forty right now. Okay. Um, I love you so much. Do you have any parting words? Uh, any advice? Any? I, we've covered a lot, man. Yeah. Um. May you you be happy. May you be free from suffering. Uh, and let's all just say that to each other as much as you can remember to. Yeah. Well, thanks, Randall. Yeah, love you, buddy. You're love the best. You too, man. Boom. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you. Thank you. All of this is for you.com. Next time. Thank you again for listening to another episode of RTAF Podcast. If you are interested in supporting the Patreon, 
That address is patreon.com slash RTAF podcast. And I want to thank all my patrons. You guys keep this engine running. I couldn't do it without you. Go over there and check out the tiers I have available. Includes video, uh, guest suggestions, uh, patron-only posts, and some merchandise. Thank you again for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Do all those little things that help get RTAF into the consciousness of more and more people. Shout out.